goal of Data Transformers podcast is to accelerate digital transformation by bridging the gap between business outcomes and rapidly advancing technologies. And we aim to bridge this gap by focusing on data. I am Peggy Sai, top 50 women in tech influencer, co-author of the AI book and data governance expert. I'm Ramesh Danta, an entrepreneur, a tech blogger, and AI enthusiast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Data Transformers podcast. This is part two of our ongoing discussion with Jay Zaidi, managing partner, Ally Data. So again, um, so one of the things uh, what Peggy and I were trying to do through this podcast is bring different perspectives of different people, right? Some of them are practitioners, mm-hmm. some of them have transitioned from a business side to technology side, a technology to business side. Uh, some of the yep. entrepreneurs, right, uh, within the data space, of course. So you are one of those guys who have, I mean, I would consider successfully transitioned because you've been at it for eight years, right? So you, you started your company, yeah. you survived for eight years, and you're still going strong. So you, you are a survivor and you are doing well. So a lot of us are in a space where we worked at a company and, you know, and we have dreams of starting our own company. So if you could uh, just talk about your transition, how was it? Like let, the specific question I want to start with is how were the first years? Yep. Like, how did you get your first breakthrough? Uh, was it a conference? Was it your previous networking? You jumped right into a project that you were able to get in or you, you struggled to get the first project. If you could talk about the first years and then we'll talk later on, you know, how did you scale? Got it. So, the, so the first project I was lucky enough where, um, you know, I I was I had a pretty strong network, and one of the senior members of my network actually had uh, you know was working in consulting, and they were they had recently won a pretty large uh, uh, contract to modernize the data warehouse and uh, implement master data management for a very large hospitality, global hospitality company. Um, so they reached out when they found out that I have launched Data. they reached out and said, hey, you guys have a very deep expertise in data management and in and, and these, these areas. Uh, and we've just won this very large you know, engagement. Would you like to partner with us and be a part of the, the solution team? Mm. So that was our first big breakthrough, if you may. So we partnered with, with uh, this other uh, firm and we were able to successfully deliver those solutions over a six month period. Uh, and, and, and that's how, you know, that's how sort of I got, got started. But like any other business, right? The first two years in my mind are the most challenging um, because you are trying to build credibility in the marketplace. You are trying to, um, I would say, create a, a competitive differentiation. Um, between your firm and what other firms are offering in the same space, um, which requires a lot of, uh, you know, sitting down and basically thinking through what is it that you want to deliver and how do you want to differentiate yourself, right? In our case, our differentiation was our deep expertise in enterprise level data programs, uh, having delivered that and, and uh, you know, I brought some of, the, some, of the, some of the team members that worked with me at Fannie Mae came, came to work with me and helped me. So we had deep expertise and we had actually uh, done this. Uh, so it, it's also uh, you know, very important for us as solution providers or as service providers 
to be able to back up what we say. So we are, we are not just talking theory, we're just not talking about you know, data governance for the sake of data governance. We've actually done it, we've been there, done there, we have overcome a lot of the challenges that uh, you know, other companies face. Um, so we are able to go in there and be able to deliver value to the customer much faster uh, in a timely manner uh, to, to deliver against the, the, um, their goals, right? So that was very important. So after the first engagement, we spend a lot of time, myself and my, you know, my founding team, we spend a lot of time trying to, trying to clearly articulate what is the competitive differentiator that we are going to bring to the marketplace. Um, and that was all around our deep knowledge, deep expertise, and our ability to deliver uh, value to customers. Um, so again, that was, that was sort of the, the, I would say the second you know, part of our evolution. Once we had identified our competitive differentiation, the next thing was how do we how do we scale how do we grow how do we uh, get acquire new clients right mm -hmm. and there were different different uh, uh, um, uh, I guess options there one was hire a sales uh, you know a sales team and then have them go and do the the sales and marketing for your uh, for your products and services yeah. and go that, that path the second was leverage. Uh, our, you know, uh, network, our strong professional network and our credibility through the network and grow that way, right? And then the third way was referrals, is basically leverage the relationships we have with our existing clients and ask them to refer our services to their peers and, and, and other uh, companies that might be in the similar sort of uh, situation. Then um, what, we, what we learned and what we consciously decided to do is go down the path of the second and third option. We really realized that hiring a sales team to do this type of sales and marketing is really, really difficult because you need, in order to, to go into and talk to a client and, and sell them services, you really have to be uh, you know, an expert in this so that you can talk the language of the client and really convince the client that, that you can deliver. So you know, unlike a product company where, you know, a product, you know, set is clearly defined, you can have some salespeople trained on there and deliver. We felt that, you know, that may not be the best fit. So we went down the path of reaching out to our network, reaching out to the senior leadership uh, members that we have, chief data officers, heads of data, et cetera, and go down that path. That has been very successful. So a lot of our business comes that way. Um, and the other, the, the third uh, angle was, again, get referrals. So, you know, after we deliver on a particular engagement, mm -hmm. we, we request our clients and the leadership team there to actually help us provide referrals or even, you know, help, help uh, provide a, um, a, a kind of a case study, if you may, that we can use uh, on our website and through various channels to highlight the fact that we are able to deliver value uh, to the customers. So that's typically how we have, we have grown and, and scaled. And again, our, our goal and something else that I wanted to highlight, our goal is not about how many billable staff that we have, right? Mm. That has never been our mission. That has never been our bottom line. Mm. Our bottom line and our mission is all, is all about how have we added value to clients? And we typically take clients one at a time. We don't believe in, in volume. So I'm not interested in going out there and signing deals with 20 clients. I'm very happy working with two or three clients, but our goal is to make sure that, you know, that, that we are delivering value to the clients. We are being a trusted partner to the clients so that the client feels like 
you know, they can lean on us and they can rely on our expertise. And we want to make sure that we are bringing the right expertise to the table. We are just not throwing bodies at the problem. We are actually bringing the right people to solve the, the, the problem for the client uh, and not bringing in an army of people uh, that may or may not be uh, skilled or may not have the right uh, expertise to solve that problem. So we are extremely focused on quality and extremely driven by tangible value that we can bring to the customer at the end of the day. And to us, that is what makes the big difference. So when we walk in there, we want, you know, the customer is stressed, the customer has certain problems. When we walk, walk out of there, we want the customer smiling and saying, yes, you guys came in, you helped us solve a very complex problem. We're really happy with what you delivered uh, and we are going to call you back uh, you know, to help us solve other problems that we have. I mean, that sounds like really the, the small, smaller approach, the really personalized approach. Um, and it completely makes sense since um, you know, you're, you're really selling yourself as the data expertise and not relying on a sales person that doesn't know data to be the first face of engagement. Um, exactly. I actually also wanted to ask you, I mean, so you've been in the consulting business for eight years now, and I know a lot changes. Six years. Six years, Just, okay. Sorry, it's six years, 2014, yeah. 2014, okay. Yeah. I was taking on eight. Yeah. So. Actually, yeah, I, I was <laughs> Yeah. So that's okay. Six years, um, a lot has changed. I just think about, you know, the last six years of, of, you know, my career and, you know, a lot of, I have learned. What new influences do you see that's really changing the way chief data officers are now approaching the problem of solving data governance? And I ask you that because I have my own thoughts, but wanted to hear yeah. your ideas. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's, a, that's, you know, it, it is a very, very um, difficult question on the one hand, um, but, but also having been in the industry for a while, right? Change is a constant, as we all know. Uh, you know this, and, and the data space is changing very, very fast. Uh, and it's and, and it's for for very good reasons, right? So, and I'll give you an example: AI ML, which was which was something that you know has been out there for a while, uh, has now lately taken on a significant uh, importance within organizations. And I think that's been that's been very very uh, good because uh, there are certain uh, tasks and certain certain uh, processes et cetera, that can be automated you know and, and AI ml you know allows you to do a lot of that right whether it's pattern recognition whether it is you know um, uh, trying to solve some very complex problems right um, now in terms of your question related to CDOs and how they have evolved and, and how they're trying to solve the data governance challenges um, it is you know again governance is a is, is something that is I think misunderstood in many cases because when, 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 when companies initially introduced governance, it was more considered like a big brother kind of activity. Well, we're gonna come in with a stick and you know, if, you, if you don't abide by these policies and don't follow these guidelines, uh, et cetera, we're gonna ding you and then you know, you're gonna be in trouble, right? Um, but I think that, that sort of strategy has not really worked really well because People don't react positively when you're when you're coming down with that you know with that kind of a mindset, right? And when you're constantly you know using a stick. So what I you know we have you know what we have realized, and and one of the things that we recommend to our to our clients, especially the chief data officers, 
is to focus on the value component and focus on risk management and risk mitigation for the enterprise versus you know versus sort of the stick say well you know i i have the audit back and i'm going to come you know if you don't follow this um so that is something that has that has been you know has that's the evolution that has happened and more and more of the the chief data officers uh, are now focusing on the value component of that well why do you need governance well we need governance because we want to make sure that the quality of data within the enterprise is good right and that we are enabling uh, that through better governance better accountability across the enterprise by being proactive in terms of how we are measuring and monitoring things etc right also governance is, is about making sure that you have the right people that are subject matter experts who really understand the data who really can you know understand how it's used where it's used why it is used what are the compliance and and, and regulations around that data you know etc that those people are now being empowered they are you know call them data stewards or data custodians those key uh, you know stewards are in place and they act as resources for the organization number one they also act as 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 um first line of defense for the enterprise so if if bad things are happening and you know for example i mean you're in the in the security space right uh, you know you have ccpa and gdpr compliance guess what the average associate within the organization has very limited understanding of what the implications of ccpa or gdpr are right but if you have a data governance program in place and you have designated data stewards and you have designated people who are focusing on privacy and security for example now you have the ability to actually take those those regulations translate them into real things whether it's through standards or through policies and then have a mechanism by which you are pushing that you know you are you are raising the level of awareness and you're also executing on those uh, regulations in a consistent manner and that could be a combination of process and tools right such as big id or such as others you know some of your competitors um and those are the things that we are we are starting to see right where where chief data officers now have to become change agents and not just become change agents but also have to start tying the work that they're doing and the and the uh, projects that they are introducing to the end goals whether it is reducing risk uh, you know data related risk data privacy risk data security risk for the enterprise or whether it is adding value through operational efficiency through better insights from data through making sure that there is a clear accountability for data within the organization so i am seeing that trend happening now and and that requires a lot of work uh you know like we like we've discussed uh you know introducing change is not easy right and if you're you know if chief data officers are going to be change agents they have to really be at the front end educating raising awareness highlighting the business value highlighting the risk related aspects and then working with the various stakeholders to implement the necessary change uh, to make that happen um so uh, i i don't know if i answered your question or not but but uh, i'm i'm seeing that sort of transition now happening yeah you have you have answered my question and i you know I, i agree with you i think chief data officers have a lot to balance in terms of you know defensively what they need to 
um, ensure for a sound data foundation, you know, doing, making sure that, you know, things like master data management is, you know, is completely taken care of and then manage the offensive, you know, analytics and things like that to get the value, to prove the value, right? Because they're constantly having to show value. Otherwise, you know, they, their, their role is, you know, they're not, they're not relevant. Yeah. They become irrelevant. I mean, that's, that's the nature of the nature of that C-suite, right? Each of the members of the C-suite have to bring tangible value to the organization in order to be able to uh, gain the credibility and respect of the board and of the of their peers. And also at the end of the day, right, every business, uh, you know, is needs to grow and needs to innovate, needs to be efficient, it needs to uh, show value, you know, create value, et cetera. And, you know, I believe chief data officers can play a very, very important role uh, in doing that. Uh, if they have the right strategy, if they have the right mindset, uh, if they are bringing that right, the, the right sort of value proposition to their role and using their role to drive change and introduce, you know, change within the organization in a positive way, right? Um, and it's not easy. I mean, it's not easy because I've been there. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very challenging role to be in uh, because you're trying to balance uh, a lot of different things, as you mentioned, right? You have to, you have to deal with the defensive aspect. Uh, you know, of the business, and you also have to uh, be offensive, right? Generate value and all that through insights, through analytics. Um, all the while dealing with some of the data debt and 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 some of the, the the technology debt that you may have accumulated, right? A lot of legacy systems that that uh, may have to be uh, either retired or have to be modernized, and then new systems that may have to be introduced, um, along with you know new processes, new skill sets, uh, new tooling. Um, so it is a, a, you know, it is not an easy role, but I think it is, it is very rewarding and it's, 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 uh, you know, something that every organization needs in order to, to get to that next level, um, you know, to, to really, really, uh, be competitive and to be able to innovate using data. So actually, um, so with that, uh, one of the final section that uh, we try to get into, um, Jay, is the trends, right? You guys already, I mean, Peggy asked a question about the CDO, how it's evolving. And uh, uh, from a business side, if I could focus a little bit more, um, right? So we touched upon the AI ML, it's, uh, you know, insurgents, emergence is like the, one of the key driver, both uh, from a technology perspective also. I mean, it's, it's very well integrated into the business side. So as a final uh, segment or final few questions, uh, what are you seeing as the business drivers? Um, we talked about the standards and, and, and those things, right? Apart from that, are you seeing anything from the business uh, from, in, with respect to digital transformation that is driving more of a data discussion? Yeah, and we, we are certainly seeing a lot of that. I mean, there is there is a desire on the part of the business to be able to leverage the data that they have access to better, right? Uh, and by that, I mean not just being able to create better reports or better business intelligence, mm-hmm. but be able to do better predictions, better forecasting, right? Better looking into the future and seeing how are things, uh, you know, you know, what is going on? You know, can I use historical data and can I use data that I have today to actually predict what's going to happen and forecast what's going to happen, right? And I'll give you a couple of examples. We just did um, some work with a, uh, a a financial services company in the Midwest mm-hmm. 
and they 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 are they have 4000 customers and they've been in business for for about uh, four decades um and they realize they are sitting on a lot of very rich uh, customer data right um but they did not have the right tools and they did not have the data quality in place they did not have the right sort of skill sets to actually take that very rich customer data to figure out and identify what is the customer behavior, what is the customer's buying patterns, right? Mm -hmm. What are the customers that are most uh, likely to, for us to be able to cross sell and upsell to? Because they have, you know, dozens and dozens of products, but not having that insight into the buying behavior of the customer, not having insights into the, uh, you know, what are the most valuable customers to us, right? And, and, and what type of products have those customers bought from us? Etc. was actually limiting their ability to go in there and maximize right their ability to cross sell upsell to those customers. So we were able to actually go in there and come up with a strategy to allow them to do that right to take this very rich data that they have, standardize that data, normalize that data, and then generate insights from that to be able to get there right. And the business was was anxious to do that right. Another example that their, their, their head of sales uh, gave, uh, you know, gave us was that, again, they have, they have a sales team that is very distributed, right? And they were saying, look, in order for us to be efficient, we would like to centralize our, our sales team. And we also want our, you know, we want to create these small sales teams that will go in and service dozens of our clients, right? Rather than having a single salesperson or sales team focus on a single client. Now, that is a major change to the business model into the way they were doing business, right? And their underlying data and the underlying, the way they were, they were structured really did not, did not support this new model, if you may, right? So we had to actually go in there and develop a strategy for them to help their sales and marketing team figure out how do I take the, the current model, which is a very you know, uh, a direct sales model to this new model where I can, I can have a central organization that's supporting multiple customers, um, et cetera. So these are, these are real challenges that, that clients are facing and they are actually, the, the solutions are not that complex, right? Um, but it does require uh, some, some specific skill set. It does require uh, some underlying capabilities for them you know, to be able to leverage that data, right? Whether, and again, quality always comes up. So, so you know you may have a lot of customer data, mm-hmm. but if that customer data isn't standardized, isn't normalized, is not very clean, you're going to have challenges when you try to generate insights from that data, right? Yep. So so we we work with the clients to come up with a holistic solution that doesn't just focus on the end goal, but we also focus on the plumbing, if you may, right? So in order for for us or for them to get the maximum value from the customer data. Mm-hmm. They really have to start figuring out, okay, how do I make sure that this customer data is clean? How do I proactively introduce uh, certain processes that will allow me to get the standardized and normalized data to enable my business partners to get that value from the data? Interesting. So, so these, kind of these are the types of things. Yeah, it's basic blocking. And basic blocking. Yeah. And then, you know, once you have that, then you're able to, to work with the business to build these new forecasting models, to bring these new predict- predictive analytic models, that will enable the business to do really, really do a much better job of sales and marketing, much better job of cross-selling and upselling products, much better job of 
customer experience because a lot of times by mining this underlying customer data, you can actually identify the types of problems that your customers might be facing, right? It could be with certain products. It could be with the way you are providing services around those products, et cetera. Um, so again, there are a lot of benefits that, that the business can get and a lot of business users are actually looking for these type of capabilities. And that's where we also see this, this introduction of self-service uh, analytics, if you may, right? So enabling and empowering some of the power users on the business side by providing them with the right tools, by training them in these tools, and by giving them nice, clean data so that they can actually do a lot of the heavy lifting that is currently being done by IT team members or by BI uh, engineers and BI uh, uh, you know, team uh, members. Thanks, Jay. I mean, I really, I mean, if, from what you all you said, I mean, it really starts with having the right data data strategy in place, aligning business strategy with data strategy, and really executing it. And um, you know, having things like self-service analytics and governance are you know just you know some of the byproducts of having are critical. Yeah, yeah, critical. and they're absolutely critical, right? But if your foundation isn't isn't strong you know, which is around data governance, data quality, reference data, master data, and it becomes very difficult for you to build on top of that, you know, to get the right uh, insights, to, to generate the, the kinds of insights that you need, um, because you're constantly going to be spending a lot of your time cleaning up data and, you know, and, and, and fixing it rather than spending time on actually analyzing data and, and getting them insights and, and acting on those insights, right, to generate value. So I really appreciate all of your comments and really your time today, Jay, for um, really talking to us and sharing with us about your experience and about what you're seeing in the data consulting space today. So if anyone has any more questions, you know, feel free to reach out to Jay and, and talk to him about with Ali Data. So thank you very much, Jay, for your time. That's good. Yeah. So thank you very much, Peggy. Yeah, so thank you very much, Jay. I think we covered a lot of spectrum of entrepreneurial journey as well as the data journey. Thank you. Thanks a lot. And I look forward to, um, you know, hopefully more, many more conversations related to this topic because uh, this is an area that's, uh, that's, you know, I'm passionate about and I know you are passionate about as well. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard today and would like to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite player like iTunes and Spotify. And please do rate our podcast. Also, please go to our website, www.datatransformerspodcast.com for more episodes, blogs, and information on our speakers. Thank you.